the NetBank Business Accelerator with Cape Talk. Let us make your business more scalable, robust and future-proof. Now, Cape Talk and NetBank want to help you to make your business more scalable, robust and future-proof. One of the lucky finalists will win a trip to GroCo in the United States, courtesy of American Express. We've asked you to go to business.capetalk.co.za to tell us about your business. And we're about to profile one of those businesses. As a matter of fact, you know this business well because this business has gone a long, long way to actually saving water to make sure that our water security is safeguarded for as long as they possibly can. And that business is Bridget. You'll be hearing from Professor Tennis Boyson. South Africa is finally showing signs of optimism and growth, so there's no better time than now to invest in the country. How? By investing in your business with whole view business banking from NetBank. NetBank's debtor management solutions show, uh, certainly allows you to borrow easily against your debtor's book and release up to 80% of its locked-up cash. Cash you can use to secure new deals and grow your business along with the growing economy. Partner with NetBank today and take your business to the next level. Call 0860 for more information. NetBank, see money differently. Now, on the NetBank Business Accelerator, you're always joined by Pablo Fatidis. Pablo Fatidis is the business specialist. Good morning, Pablo. Morning, Kino. I don't even know why we put this first question in here. I mean, I mean, why? <laughs> hey, rhetorical questions. Doesn't seem like something you'd put in a runner here, Pablo. Why have we chosen this business? Why? Because they're phenomenal. Because they've done a lot of stuff. Anyway, no, seriously. Um, why have we chosen Bridget? Okay, well, we're going to be speaking to Professor Tinus Boysen, as you know, from Bridget. That's, it's an unusual spelling. And, you know, I asked him, what is the origin of this name? And he says, well, we bridge everything. So it's B-R-I-D-G. And then we do it using the Internet of Things, which mm. is IoT. So anyway, they put anything that can be measured online, and more recently, well-known for water meters and geysers. But they also have student card readers, pulse counters, wearable health monitors, driving behavior sensors. And the reason we selected this business is twofold. The first is, at the moment, as we sit here today, there are about 9 billion Internet of Things devices out there today. And Kino, before the end of 2020, so that is a year and three quarters away, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, we expect to have 30 billion devices out there. Sheesh. So from 9 to 30 billion in a matter of one and three quarter years, everything will be measured. You, me, it, whatever it may be. And those of us who choose not to be measured are going to find ourselves finding our premiums, our lifestyles costing more because measurement is going to be incentivized with discounts. And the big challenge always in any business involved in this space is where do you turn? Tennis with his skill set, with the momentum he's created in his business, honestly, is like a kid in a candy store. Wherever he turns, there's some sweet opportunities facing him. Brilliant stuff. I mean, they've already spun one of those businesses and doing phenomenally with it. Professor Tennis Boyson, um, you, f- you feel like a, like a long lost cousin that I only spoke to last week. <laughs> Welcome, Prof. Good to have you back. <laughs> Senior lecturer at the Department. No, absolute pleasure, man. Senior lecturer in the Department of Electrical and Electronic Engineering at the University of Stellenbosch. Uh, Tennis, one thing we obviously have spoken about quite a lot is the water meter, but let's flesh out a little some of the other products um, that you have in your arsenal, as it were. 
Right, you know, so we've we've gone full circle. I'm coming back to Cape Talk for advice now. Um, <laughs> the the one product that we have is obviously the geezer controller um, that measures and controls the geezer intelligently, so that you can uh, work on multiple things like insurance premiums. You can do uh, intelligent scheduling to reduce energy, and even the ESCOMs of the world can um, do load control on the, all the geezers. So the geezer controller is one. The other one that we have is um, driver behavior monitoring that we use the mobile phone without the GPS to measure driving behavior. And then we also have a card reader that um, is a bit of a low-key solution uh, in which we uh, report and generate some analytics on student attending attendance in classes. And um, apart from that, we're also working on some health IoT devices. But like Pablo said, it's, it's, it's really related to anything. It's about mm-hmm. making anything accessible online and then providing the analytics for that. You guys must really come up with technology now, especially these people with these watches that they wear or the phones that, that measure how many steps you take. And what they do is they sit and they tap their, they tap their, 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 their legs like this. And every tap is a walk. And then people do 40,000 steps in one day. Not that you could see it, but the phone shows it. So to overcome that type of, you know, for honest reporting is, is, is something else that should also be looked at. But a, but a phenomenal business. It's, and it's very difficult, though, for universities. You, know, you sit with the wealth of all these things, but getting it, spinning it out into a business, getting access to a market Getting people to use it, you know, going up against the competition um, is not always something that universities are very good at. I mean, I think you'd, you'd agree with that, hey, Tennis? Yeah, for sure. And, and I think we, we tend to go a lot more technical than what is, what is required. But yep. like Pablo says, we, we're overwhelmed with opportunities at the moment, and we're struggling mm. to find the one that is in the right frame and the one that's going to have longevity. Because that's Absolutely. the challenge with IoT, is to choose the business model that's going to that has legs and that's going to provide a business for the long term. Husband trackers, I can tell you, would do very well. Uh, 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 Pavlo, where to from here? So look, the IoT market, which is, we're going to hear more and more and more and more about it, but there are a number of elements to it. You've got the devices. The devices can be, and the devices effectively, um, Kino, are going to be minuscule over time. Right now you've got devices the size of your baby fingernail, that have got a 15-year battery life and can measure vibrations, for example. You've got the devices. You then have to install these devices into things that need to be measured. We have a lot of legacy infrastructure in South Africa, and if we're going to be measuring pipes or pumps or roads or this or that, they need to be installed. Then those devices yield data, and that data in its own is useless. Mm. And it's what you do with the data that creates the intelligence, and that's valuable. And my argument with Tinus is that the device space is going to be the domain of very, very low margin, very sophisticated, automated factory production. Mm -hmm. They're going to come out and they're going to be made available for 50 cents, one rand, two rand, whatever the case is. There's no money in that in the more mature market as we move towards it. Mm. His magic lies in his ability to use machine learning, artificial intelligence, and visualization. And I think that he is already well-geared to become the best at this, given the water work he's doing with schools in Cape Town. The next level of growth for me would be to turn on and say, how do I use that to solve problems? Never mind technology. Don't think product. Don't think tech. Yep. And one of the closest areas to schools 
of facilities. And facilities, in my view, are defined as properties of landlords with very grumpy, disgruntled, unhappy tenants. And that makes up about 95% of all tenants in South Africa. Shopping malls, you mean? Shopping malls, shopping malls, manufacturing environments, commercial properties. Constantly, people doubt the integrity and doubt the trust with which operating costs are calculated. And tennis really has the opportunity to measure water, to measure electricity into these environments Mm. with the view to create the app and the visualization putting the control of consumption Mm. of utilities in the hands of the tenants so that they can corroborate with the landlords that what is the charge is the fair charge. I think he could solve a massive problem in that space, and he's so well locked and loaded to do that. Absolutely. And also just finding out, you know, in general, Pavlo, what I see with a lot of tech businesses is that they know their technology very, very well, but understanding people. Now, there's the challenge, understanding those needs, doing proper discovery, I think, is very, very important. Yeah, and, you know, can't be done on its own. You know, yeah. in Cape Town, we're sitting with Old Mutual there. We're sitting with Resilient, mm. Growth Point, Liberty, the discussion between tennis and those organizations, the facility managers and those organizations yep. needs to begin Absolutely. because there's a wonderful commercial product that he can develop for them. Absolutely. Tennis, that makes a lot of sense, eh? It definitely, and it, it gives us a lot of focus as well and just uh, allows us to lift our eyes from the, the, the short Nice, short-sighted focus that we have at the moment as well. Brilliant. But listen, amazing work. And you are an amazing leader, Professor Dennis Boyson, Senior Lecturer in the Department of Electrical and mm. Electronic Engineering at the University of Stellenbosch. And, of course, um, that mm. company, Bridget, doing amazing stuff. The next business, Pavlo, on the John Matham Show. You know, when you are filled with passion and you're driven to do things ethically and you're uncompromising because you suffer from an obsessive compulsive perfection disorder Mm. like every good entrepreneur should initially start out with, it becomes very difficult to know which direction to take that business. This industry that we're going to be talking about is new food. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Pablo Fatidis there is the business specialist, and this, of course, is the NetBank Business Accelerator with Cape Talk. If you believe you can help the business, you go to business.capetalk.co.za. Let's have a look at your road.